It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. As the last gust leaves us, it's the Luke and Pete show. It's Monday. It's a stonkingly hot day. Yes. Luke Moa. I am in my shorts, you're in my shorts, everyone's in my shorts. <laughs> we wouldn't be as hot if we weren't stuck in one pair of shorts. <laughs> we, we've made a terrible faux pas. Yeah, yeah. but um, I think lots of people do see us as the front and back of a, of a kind of podcast pantomime horse anyway. <laughs> Just oh. stumbling about, bumping into things. Imagine being like a, a Florida uh, resident who has to go to Disneyland every day, um, just in like a chipmunk costume. So Chip my, and Dale. My sister was uh, a character at Disneyland Paris. Mm. She was Buzz Lightyear. That's a heavy costume. Yeah, it that's was. that's heavy it going. Was. That is. Did it have an internal th- fan like I a lot of them do? It, I think right. it did. I yeah. think so. Yeah, but I still don't think that's 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 really kind of you know that's fighting off a tank with a toothpick, isn't it? I mean, you've got <laughs> you've got a weapon, but I mean it gets really hot in Paris, as I'm sure everyone knows. But mm. so I think it was pretty brutal in the summer. Yeah, um, and they're not known the, the, the Parisian uh, sewage uh, system. I always think is below par on a hot day. Is it? It's 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 a it's a stinky town when it gets warm. Do you know what? I have been to Paris a few times, but I wouldn't have. I've not been there for any kind of length of time at any one go. Mm. And I was supposed to go last summer. Obviously, that didn't happen. And in many ways, that makes me the real victim of this pandemic. <laughs> but um, so I don't. I wouldn't really be an expert in it. I couldn't really tell you too much <laughs> about it. Um, but I, I'd take your word for it. I mean, you're from Hartlepool, so I mean, imagine yeah. that's kind of part of it, right? <laughs> well, we're close to the um, sea, so we can just flush out all of our effluvia into 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 the uh, into the sea. But I think. Uh, I stayed in a few Airbnbs in central Paris and not a single, like every single time I've done it, um, I have flushed the toilet and human shit has come out of the shower. I don't know what is right. going on there. <laughs> just all of the sewage you're, you're is standing, a bit broken. You're standing in some less than salubrious places then. Yeah. Well, I did sort of contact uh, the, um, the I, I, don't, I wasn't complaining, but I just said, look, just to point out when you flush the chain, Human shit comes out of the shower, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we're like, "That is not that is not human shit. That is uh, mud. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's, cleaning, it's not the cleaning way, mud. It's cleaning. Mud. <laughs> yeah, it's health mud. Um, I, <laughs> Doesn't it, smell like it, mate. Interesting enough, where my parents live, um, there is a sewage kind of processing plant, mm. which I guess you've got to have those somewhere. Got to have them somewhere. There's one about, I would say, a mile and a half from where my parents live, right? And I, I don't really know if I mean this is this is dull. But mm. hopefully people will stay with me on this. Um, I don't really know if they changed the way they do it. Right. But it used to be the case that if the wind blew a certain way, you could kind of smell it. Yes. But I haven't smelled it for almost years now. Right. So I, maybe they've just changed it, how they do it. But it Stronger used to be Jeff. a very stinky business. Well, yeah, maybe. Maybe someone goes out there with a Febreze now. <laughs> but it used, to be, uh, it used to be pretty full on. So, you know, it does happen. <laughs> so you're saying, you're saying that France... That's, 
Paris stinks, mm. is what you're saying. Yeah, just Paris. Rest yeah. of France, lovely. I also don't like the word um, effluvia. Effluvia. It's not a great I like word. It. Is it's it? nice. It, it, I think effluvia sounds quite floral. It does until it. you know what it is, and it sounds absolutely <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. Anyway, what did you get up to at the weekend? Oh, swam in the sea. Luke? Oh, very nice. Perks, I mean, perks of the new gaff. Perks of the new gaff, yeah. Just yeah. Uh, strolled down to the um, sea. I mean, it's estuary, isn't it? It's, the, it? it's very muddy. It's very muddy sand, let's say. Yeah. It's a mud. It is mud. Um, and it's very kind of like <laughs> quicksandy. You get your feet in there um, and you just sort of, your feet goes completely into the pebbles. soil. It's not pebbles. It's not pebbles. It's not pebbles. It's like sandy mud. It's nice. It, I enjoyed Dark it. sand. Yeah. Okay. I, enjoy, I enjoyed it immensely, but uh, I did. Th- I was scared that I was going to put my hand on a crab. Yeah, <laughs> or a cockle. That can happen. Um, did and um, was it busy down there? Um, it wasn't busy. We we went there at about like eight o'clock in the morning because the tides really fuck you over. Yeah. Uh, like the tide was, goes out by one o'clock. Yeah, and it's literally you got to walk for a mile to yeah. get into water. Yeah, <laughs> there's places near I grew up like that where it's like if you go you used to go into West Wittering. And if the tide was out, I mean, it would be, you almost you couldn't see the sea. <laughs> it's absolutely insane. It's absolutely insane. Um, and so did you have a good old swim or did you just did. have a little paddle? Have a good old swim. Met the uh, met, met the um, uh, neighbours as well over the weekend. Did you? That was good. You've been terrified about that? Terrified. I do, I do not like, because uh, I'll, I'll let them down. I will become the pariah. How do you normally let them down? Um... I would. I just say the wrong thing. I'd say the wrong thing, uh, and to be honest, I did say the wrong thing. Oh, good. What did you say? This uh, is great news. For my, me. Par- my partner introduced me as someone who loves Japan. Yeah. And I said, "I'm not a. I'm not a sex tourist." That was the first. <laughs> the first. They were thinking so they that. They now think you are. They one. Now think, yeah. They yeah. Because that's I'm the a sex first. Tourist, yeah. if that's the first mm-hmm. thing you're going to say. Yeah. It's automatically protesting too much. Yeah. yeah so what yeah. did they? What was their initial reaction to that? Uh, they kept on repeating that I was a sex tourist because uh, it was a funny joke. It's not what you wanted. It's not. It was. It, it went badly. Uh, my partner uh, very um, helpfully kind of knocked the uh, knocked a glass over that they got for their wedding and smashed it. So. Got got away with it, to be quite frank. So you, I think. So basically, the partner she, you have access to did, 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 the did the dead cat dead cat strategy to try yes. and dis- deflect <laughs> that, that, that her, her, the partner she's got access to. Yeah. It's in their house. He's a pervert. <laughs> what? And what else? What? Um, did you have any dinner? Were you down running for a dinner party? Or? Just got, just got, just got uh, drunk in the garden. Really, it was, it was very pleasant. And uh, other people got drunk in the eye. Uh, the dogs seemed to get along. So, yeah, it was, uh, you know what? It was fine. Block over the road with the chickens, you know, the guy who's yeah, going to give us the eggs. Give the rum. Give the, the, rum. the rum as well. Yes, he's the rum man. Yeah. He, um, I like him because he's, he's a bit of me. He's a bit of Donaldson. Right. Little projects Sex on tourist. the go. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Little projects, like what? Little projects. Like what? Uh, just. Uh, what chickens for one. Co- That's a project. Little, 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 uh, little coffee van. Now he's doing rum. Now he's uh, he he got a load of you know like the rolls they used to put in um, buses in London yeah. where we'd have all the place names on yeah uh, and he, he he bought a load of these rolls from the eighties and he's cut them up and made little kind of frames for them and stuff and chucked them on eBay. That's quite a nice idea. It's a nice idea because you cut if you it's like live a fabric there, that they yeah. rotate around to do, they change the bus's route. Yeah, if yeah. you live if you live a um, if you live there you're like oh my god. He said he did say that Beckton Tesco uh, probably not that popular. <laughs> went, right, yeah, I had great I had great uh, great memories of Beckton Tesco. <laughs> but it's kind of it is still quite an artistic piece because people, yes. it's an iconic part of an iconic part mm. of London. So the red red buses are obviously a big deal. I imagine you get quite a good international audience there if you market them properly. Mm. So would it be fair to say? And I don't want to be too unfair to you too early in the week. Mm. Um, you know me; I'm always very fair to you. Is it's um, me, but good? 
Yeah, he's, but, he's uh, made good, but, I was actually gonna, making money out of his ideas. I was going to soften it. I was going to say, does he follow through on yes, the ideas? Yes, exactly. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. whereas you follow through in an entirely different way occasionally at people's houses. <laughs> what, um, well, so he's got a coffee van that he, he sells coffee out he had of. A, he had a coffee van. He said that, that that only lasted for a little while. And, right. Uh, I, so, yeah, I'm going to get on with him, I think. Do you need a licence for that? I don't know. I, I guess presume so. He's, yeah. on, he's on the council. I presume he's probably... He's on the council he's as probably, well. Uh, he's Imagine you on the council. The sleeper agent. It'd be brilliant. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Well, everyone seems to be very obsessed with Southend Airport. Uh, right. Because obviously... Is there an expansion plan or something? Not really. I just think, I mean, if anything, it's a it, it's a regression because the, the um, I think um, Storbarts gave up on it, sold it to, I want to say, Ryan Air or maybe someone else. Either right. way, uh, it, they're very limited. Um, I think there's one flight that goes to... Storbarts don't Polish do planes, country. do they? Storbarts do planes, What, yeah. for haulage to different countries? They do. They People do associated with the lorries air as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He, bought, he, he licenses. A they do of passenger air. It's very dull livery. Very dull. Well, you but, can but, you can buy a you can buy, buy a, a ticket, ticket on a Stobart plane. Yeah, I'm to where? Yeah, uh, only going to like Scotland or, or Wales and places like that. I never knew that. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, before the before the lockdown, I mean, I presume yeah. you can't go anywhere now. But um, it's nice. I I like seeing the plane. The, the main thing is you've got the big planes that are like ear splittingly loud. Um, but there's only two a day of those. And they're close to you, are they? The Amazon plane that comes in every morning at about five or six angers just a lot Just for people. you. Just for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, I can't get annoyed about that. Just I jump cannot, out the window. I, <laughs> I cannot get, like, yeah. PUBG. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I cannot Care get. Care package to Donaldson. Yeah, I can't get annoyed about that because obviously I, I sort of order a lot of stuff from Amazon. But uh, So how close are you to the flight path then? Is it Not that close, but you can hear them. They, they are, Was they that reflected in the house price you paid? Did Not you really, you yeah. kick off about that? No, but, but the... But the the ones that come in every hour are like the little baba planes that come in, like the little kind of the enthusiast planes. Yeah, it's all very um, uh, exciting for me. I love planes. Yeah. So I, I, I'm I'm totally on board. So again, to reference my parents, where they live, they live opposite a a place called it used to be called HMS Daedalus. It was like mm. a navy. I think I can't some kind of armed services uh, runway. Mm. Uh, it wasn't served to the public, but now it's turned into Solent Airport, and I think they're trying to turn it into like a, a little bit of a hub. Nice, but it does pleasure flights, and what it means for my parents' place is they've got quite a nice um, aspect of their back garden. It's not quite near the sea; it's south facing, so you get a lot of the sun. And then, mate, honestly, no word of a lie. What happened? You can imagine how much my old man loves this. Basically, I think in the summer months it, when there's no COVID, twice a day, Spitfires. Nice, Just continually flying over <laughs> three grand a pop Spitfire pleasure flights. He gets to watch him all the time. He loves it. Lovely. I mean, he's probably sent me nine months worth of Spitfire <laughs> videos now. It's like, Dad, I'm not being rude, but that is exactly the same plane every time. Yes. So I don't need to see it again necessarily. You could kind of, but you could kind of um, get him one of those like snap-on lenses for his iPhone that zooms in a little bit. No, you're better. Talking. That'd be brilliant. On. Speaking of my old man, so I went to see my uh, mum and dad. I was at a barbecue um, mm. this weekend, and I went to go and see my, and it was down near my parents' house. So I went to go see my parents. And on the Saturday, we drove down in the morning. And my mum was like, oh, yeah, no, good to see you and stuff. I said, look, we're only stopping for an hour because we've got to go to this party. It's just down the road. So we're coming in to say hello. And um, I said, well, your dad's not in. I was like, where's he gone? She was like, he's gone to uh, Kempton Park um, automobile jumble sale, right? <laughs> right. She was fuming because he's going to come back with stuff. He's going to come back with a car. He came back with a massive circular saw. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't get it through the gate. Right. Like, the garden gate started to open. Yeah. Right. And the first thing I saw was one of my dad's... Um, what are they called like safety trainers? 
Yes. So okay, he, like, if, he does, if he's going to be carrying something around, or he's he going to be a safety train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sensible. Mm. And he couldn't get through the gate. Right. So I had to go down and help him. And he, he got this massive circular saw. Mm. And my mum obviously didn't know what it was. She thought, what's that for? He's like, it's for cutting wood. It's going to be Probably great. just bang through yeah. wood. Like, yeah. Because I've been sawing a bit of timber recently, and that's oh, a bollock. So he makes benches, remember I told yeah. you? So there's a lot of sawing. Mm. He's obviously a bit older, so he didn't want to be doing all his time sort of manually sawing, so he's mm. got this big circus saw. It's a great purchase. It will mm. go in the garage. It'll, mm-hmm. it'll do the proper thing where it'll fit it to the bench, and it'll be great. Yeah. At some point, he'll lose the end of one of his fingers, but that's the collateral damage <laughs> that, yeah, that comes along with it, right? <laughs> Who needs um, them? But um, I, I said to him, how did you go to an automobile jumble sale, which is basically dedicated to mostly motorcycles, and come out of a circular saw? Mm. And he's like, oh, well, people were just selling all sorts in there. So it's, great. I mean, it's, it's a great weekend for him. Oh, it's great. And when I went to the barbecue, um, I saw someone that I literally hadn't seen. He was a friend of mine, but I hadn't, a good friend. Mm. I hadn't seen him since the last day of senior school in 1997. That's huge. So That's kind of like. Basically, exactly 24 years ago. What did you talk about? He's done stuff. He's that's done that's stuff. the thing. So he's, he's done stuff. Uh, he, he's a very, very nice man mm. uh, now, obviously so much as me. He has, he's a carpenter, mm. a proper honest profession. Uh, he's got two kids. One of them's just left school, 16, mm. or going to do A-levels or whatever. And uh, he was like, what do you do? I was like, ah, oh, not much. <laughs> to be honest, compared to that, not really much. So it, but it was fine. It was good to talk to him. Yeah. And, I, and I did think of you at the time because I thought that, um, and I mean this in a respectful way, and perhaps, you, perhaps you've proved me wrong because of what's happened with your neighbours over the weekend, which mm. is, um, I think our listeners will agree is a massive step forward. You would have been awkward. Cause I think you'd have been like, oh, I'm not really sure what to say. And I was a bit awkward. You know me, I'm never really awkward because mm. I never stop talking. Mm. Even for me, it was hard because he's, he was a quiet guy and I haven't seen him for so long. Yeah. And, it, and it's almost like if you haven't seen someone that you know well for two months, mm. it's kind of wicked because you can chat about loads of stuff. If you haven't seen him for like 10 years, there's too much. You don't know where yeah. to start, do you? So September 11th? <laughs> so I could have asked him about I could have said to him legitimately, Phil, he's not going to be listening. He, don't, he didn't really know what a podcast was. <laughs> fair, fair enough. <laughs> Good on I, him. I could have said to him, Phil, what did you make of September 11th? <laughs> legitimately. <laughs> and he could have given me a fresh take because yeah. I never would have heard it from him before. Yeah. So it's a bit of a weird situation. So yeah. I think at the, exactly the same time of the weekends we'd just gone, we were both in new social mm, environments. Slightly uncomfortable, slightly interesting, slightly exciting. Yeah. There the, was, um, the weather was good at least. The, the, the guy who lives next door to me, he is a guy who basically picks up very uh, expensive cars by, from celebrities and rich people um, huh. the Earl of Snowden Earl of Snowden Lord Snowden Lord yeah it sounds Lord right Snowden, I don't yeah. know who that is but it sounds um, right he, uh, yeah and, and he just drives them onto his truck and then takes the truck elsewhere just bit moves posh cars around he's got money has he no, well, he just no, he just moves them around for for people. Because if you don't want to, you don't want to drive that a, line of work. We don't want to drive like an F one car halfway across the country on the road. You put it on a truck. No, I do want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Which means uh, I don't want to do that. So uh, that's his job: ferrying posh cars yeah, around. Yeah, ferrying posh cars around. But he doesn't actually get to drive the car itself. He drives them onto the truck, and then he drives the truck. Oh. But the truck is like completely takes like... a three mile run up, does he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He said he was trying. To I would like... eventually be driving this up onto the truck. He said he was trying to get a Ferrari onto a. Um, he stopped off at some bloke's house and um, uh, in the evening, uh, he um, the guy only had champagne in his fridge. I went, huh. let's have some drinks. And it was just champagne. He was just, he was just banging champagne back. And then the next day, he was just really hungover. And he's yeah. like, oh, I've, got to get, I've got to get this Ferrari onto a ferry. And so That's he tried great. to drive it onto a ferry. And, it, and the ferry, the, the, the boat was like wobbling around. And he was just like, oh, God. What did, you, did you ask him what the, um, what the ramifications are if he messes something up? I presume he's insured. You'd have to be, wouldn't you? You'd have to be insured. You'd have to. You'd have to have indemnity 
up the wazoo. Because it would be one of those situations where if you're just getting in your normal car, you mm. don't think about it, you just do it, mm. and drive. But if you get into someone else's car and you knew it was really expensive, and the whole point of it was because it was a big job and it was sensitive and mm. you didn't want to hurt that. Like, don't hurt car. it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Don't hurt. It Stop hurting it me, Michael. <laughs> yeah, it would make Stop it. Stop pulling on my gear stick. <laughs> it would make it harder, wouldn't it? Was Kit an automatic? Could I have driven Kit? Yeah. Probably would have been American. Well, you can't. It? You know, because you haven't passed your test. That's one that's not in the in the thing. Actually, uh, we, we, we you sat the automatic <laughs> test, but you didn't pass it. It's, I'm not drove, taking any pleasure from it. No, I'm just saying you got to be a little bit of pleasure. I'm, I, I drove to Wix over the weekend. I bought a big rug for my little studio I've made. How did you take um, it? What did you did Sarah go with you? So, yeah, but Sarah, so couldn't, I couldn't have Sarah in the front seat because this big rug was this half-priced rug from uh, yeah. from whatever shop it was, Danelms or whatever, and I was like driving and it was like sticking out the window. It was so dangerous. I couldn't see Del the Delboy, that's Delboy. I couldn't, boy, <laughs> I couldn't see the left-hand side uh, wing mirror. That's, you can't be doing that. But she was there as your, essentially as your quote-unquote driving instructor. Exactly. But there in was the, a rug in, the back. in it. Fuming, I, I think people fuming on one of the hottest, that, days, hottest days of the year they're with a rug on it. <laughs> with a rug on her, and someone pulls you over. They're going to say, "This isn't a traditional lesson." <laughs> Where's the rug come from? <laughs> That's high risk. Yeah, right, I was, was going to say to you, um, <laughs> you mentioned you mentioned a couple of things. Now that's made me think of it. I'm not sure if we talked about this the first time around, but if we did, it'll be so long ago that it won't matter. Mm. Um, have you seen the show uh, Succession? Yes. So there's a new series coming, mm. and uh, so we started rewatching it. And um, there's a really funny scene um, where they're obviously really moneyed American. And for those who haven't seen it, it's, a base, it's based on the Trump family, the Murdoch family. It's kind of got some aspect of kind mm. of old, you know, Roman families and stuff as well. It's a guy, half, half of the guy who's wrote uh, Peep Show. Yeah, so you so shouldn't like it. Yeah, but it's got a dark comedy element to it yeah. because of that, you know. Um, oh, it's great. It's yeah. fantastic. And anyway, so they, they, it's about an old patriarch of a media media. Em- multinational empire. Fuck off! Yeah, he's, he, he says that out. a lot, uh, played by Brian Cox. And all his kids are just awful human beings, but they're mm. all jostling for position because they think he's going to retire. Anyway, that's the run-up. There's um, there's a um, one of the daughters getting married in Scotland because that's historically where, where, where the old, guys, old fellas from. And it's, have you seen that episode, Pete, with the massive, beautiful wedding in the castle and everything? It's amazing yeah. TV. It's Is it around at the same time that they buy? he buys the wrong football team? The kid buys the wrong football team. That's in the second. That's in the second series. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) In the first series, they did this massive wedding at this amazing Scottish castle, and I think I guess it's kind of what you'd imagine it'd be like at the yeah the Beckham's wedding or whatever. Mm. Hugely done across these two episodes and all this all this um, scandal and intrigue going on at the same time. Anyway, there's a brilliant bit where the main guy, the the son, and his mate, who's that awful guy, who's basically like a competent Jean Ralphio from Parks and Rec. Yes, the bearded guy Stewie. Yeah, and they go into this little pub, and they don't know what to order. Because I'd never been in like a normal pub before, so he's going, have you got any champagne? And this woman's like, I don't know, I'll just go and check. And he, and he cannot believe what's happening. And, and, and this one makes, says the line, something along the lines of, we're about to do a big you know, multi-billion dollar deal. I think we can get through, you know, an afternoon of drinking non-vintage champagne in Scotland. But, but they can't, because they just sucks fish out of water. And that kind of reminded me of maybe, in a different way, what you perhaps would have been like with your neighbour. Right. But you, you've you've come through it with flying colours. Well, my partner told the uh, the neighbour inquired as to what kind of <laughs> the, the neighbour inquired what kind of drinks I like because he had like loads of nice booze. Yeah. Um, and Sarah told them that I like tisky, so he bought four cans of Polish lager for me. You could have brought them yourself. I know, I know. Did they just what? Did they give them still within the plastic, the plastic holders? They just, they just, just chucked the, them. They, like, yeah. they just spent the whole day just taking the piss out of my cooking lager. So when, um, <laughs> good when, luck, good yeah. luck, good luck. Let's have a break. But I've got mm. a question to ask you after the break. 
Ooh. So stick around, we'll do that, we'll do that, and then we'll do some emails, right? It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Adverts have been dispatched. Questions can begin. Yes. So I wanted to the ask Donaldson you, Inquisition. It was a, what a cliffhanger. It was like succession. <laughs> it was. Um, we do emails in this part of the show normally, and we will come on to those. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com if you want to get in touch uh, thank you to those who have emailed in already you are welcome to do so again uh, Peter I was going to say to you now you're a bit more of a not a pillar of the community but like a pillar yeah mm. that's, that's harsh you're, mm-hmm. more of a, you're a member of a local community now and of course you've now moved for the first time since you were a kid probably yeah. to an area where there's going to be some aspect of community. So you're already getting yes. to know your neighbours. They're talking about Christmas lights. Exactly. It doesn't mm. happen on Old Compton Street. It probably didn't happen up in Highgate. So you're going to have a, a role to play. Mm. What what kind of role do you think you will play in the community? Are you going to be the guy that people go to to help fix things? Are you going to be like the willing guy who goes around helping out? Are you going to be the, the, the joker of the guy, the joker of the community? The you kid. can't be the scheme guy because he's already across the road. <laughs> the and that's kid, going to be a phone I could be his helper. The kid uh, next door wants to build a gaming rig. Hello. How old is he? Uh, 13, 14, something okay. like that. Okay, have you been CRB checked? <laughs> <laughs> well, I only think I'm a wrong one, so yeah. don't worry about it. You can't go into his bedroom with four cans of biscuits <laughs> saying you're going to help with God. the computer. Let's get this water cooled. Back, I'll be, I'd, I'd, go, I'd be like this. Back, listen, in my day, it was all Mario Kart. So get Mario Kart set up. Are you going to help him with his computer? That would be a lovely thing to well, do. I don't know. Like, uh, and the other kid, uh, a couple of doors down, he uh, is banging into wrestling. So I've got, know, these, got a lot of wrestling figures to give him. Why do you know all the Again, kids? Again, look like a wrong one. Why do you know all the kids? I don't know. So like... basically, you, t- you turn up to your next door neighbours Saying you're not a sex tourist. With a, about being a bag full of wrestling figures. And you're going to take drinking wrestling tisky. figures to the kid next door while drinking <laughs> Polish lager. Uh, That's the role you're going to play. Yeah. That answers my question. Um, hello my at house Luke will and... be on fire <laughs> pretty soon. Yeah. If it was impossible, it would be. Hello <laughs> at LukeandPeter.com is the email address. This is the part of the show where we do your emails. Peter, do you want to do one f- uh, first or do you want me to do one yeah, Let's first? do a couple of um, kind of poison garden updates. Oh, yes. The, you, know, the, you know, in Anik, there's that uh, garden that just contains poison flowers. Yeah, we covered it last. Week, or yeah. the week before, um, a, a dam, a dam. I've got a mate called Adam, and it's it's some kind of weird, uh, yeah. yeah, like alternative to Ad- Adam. And so I, I, I really approach the word Adam strangely these days. Adam, I love the show, but the story about people passing out in the poison garden is utter bollocks. I lived in Annick for thirty-one years, worked at the gardens. It's not that bad. It's probably possibly fatal if you swallow the plants, but unless you put them in your milkshakes, you'll be fine. Don't drink milkshakes in the poison garden. Uh, I'm sure Adam would even, even though he thinks that the garden is for Pussies, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think. I don't think it's a great uh, idea to be consuming any food in there. Most people t- say, "Don't use my name, Adam." Yeah, I had right. to delete his surname. 
Right. Okay. Because presumably, um, he, he wants to he wants to maintain some kind of um, reputation in that. What I imagine is a fairly small community. Right. And um, he's basically slagging off one of their slagging only the tourists. Yeah. And and I find it an interesting situation because the poisonous garden and Anik, their USP appears to be this is really dangerous, mm. so come. And that's a yeah. high risk maneuver for my for my for my money. The USP is unbelievably strong poison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come here, you might die just yeah. by walking around. Don't eat anything, but you're thinking about it, aren't you? Yeah, munch, munch, munch. <laughs> you would be thinking about it. I'll be thinking about it. Yeah, up to the up to the age of about fourteen, anything you saw, you put in your mouth. Is that fair? I'm just continuing to this very day. The, yeah, yeah. Or, or, well, as we learned last week, you tried all the dog's food and everything. <laughs> Did you tell your neighbours about that? No, I didn't tell the neighbours about that. Crying out loud. Jake has got into it. Just been listening to the pod from Thursday. And I thought an email regarding the poisonous garden. As a horticulturalist, I see a lot of poisonous plants in people's gardens and there'll be a lot more than you think are common to find. The most common probably being the laurel. The almond smell that comes uh, when you cut into it is uh, due to cyanide within the plant. There are many more, but it was a shock when I first started learning about these and see how common they are to see in gardens. Have you ever sort of like with a nectarine stone or a peach stone, like kind of like, I try, because again, I just like chewing on stuff. You're not supposed Open to it up. You've got to eat loads before you die, but I'm the actual seeds are delicious, but it's the almondy oh, cyanide, cyanide. Like the, the, there's the seed inside the protective kind of shell, yeah. Um, that presumably rots away after a while. But yeah, it's just oh, so nice. It tastes good, does it? Tastes nice. Yeah, it's like kind of got a really in, interesting almond uh, taste, but it is technically poison, so don't eat it. <laughs> no, I, I remember. Um, you know, Roald Dahl. He used to write mm. um, interesting fella. Mm. Oh, that's the fan outside. We've had to keep the, the, we've had to keep the window open because it's so hot. So that's, that's fine. That's... You might not be able to hear. We can hear it on our Oi, headphone. Parcel force. Fuck off. Stop it. Yeah. Um, they probably can't hear it anyway, can they? Mm. Um, in, in Roald Dahl, so he had the, obviously had a really interesting life. I think mm. he served, I think he serves, I think he got the old shoulder tap at, at his graduation for some kind of secret service work. Yep. He obviously wrote those amazing children's um, books. Um, has he been cancelled? Has he been cancelled? He got cancelled very early. Did he? Yeah. Okay, so he's in been the eighties, people were saying that he was very anti-Semitic. Right. Okay. Fine. So he's been cancelled, but we, we all know who he is. But he also wrote adult horror fiction. Right. And we and we, I remember being in my English class at school, and then and him and the teacher said, oh, we're going to read a Royal Dahl next week or whatever." And I was thinking, "All right, that'd be quite good." But it was a hor- it was an adult horror fiction. I can't remember the name of the book, but it essentially, it ended up with um, people being cy- uh, being poisoned with cyanide, and the big right. running theme was that it tasted of almonds. So is that, mm. is that basically what you're saying? Delicious. Yeah. How many have you got to eat to get sick? I think you've got to eat for quite Find a few. Find out next week. <laughs> Jack, uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, the wrestler, has a degree in plant biology. Does Something, he really? That's, that's, a, bit of, uh, that's, a, that's a bit of trivia. You can enjoy both on Stack's excellent podcast, Wrestle Me, and also Luke and Pete's show. Is he, is he dead? No, he's still alive, yeah. He still looks quite similar. Was there a, was there a story on that, oh. that he had a brain tumour and it turned him really anti-patriotic? <laughs> <laughs> no, ask, my, ask Mark Haynes about that because I'm right. pretty sure that was a thing. It turned him really. I think. I think. I think there was USA, some kind of work. Shit. There was some kind of because he was always really patriotic. That yeah. was his thing. USA. Yeah. Yeah. That big two by four bit of wood. I think he was like. I guess he was. His gimmick was. I am a very. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a US carpenter. I'm like a kind of. I'm very pro America. Um, I right. nail stuff down. That's what I do. That's what I got a two by four. Quite weird. It's quite weird because I imagine there are a lot of really good ideas for 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 works and for like characters that mm. get rejected, like and then puke. that one wins. Puke, that, that's one of the greatest scenes ever in any kind of documentary when he makes him Fitz McMahon makes that guy puke on him <laughs> in the boardroom and he can't do it. It's like what are you doing? Anyway, um, what was I going to say? Um, see, I think there was I think there was a storyline. Ask Mark. 
Seriously, ask Mark because I might have mistaken. Myself. Well, it's a storyline, so it's KFM. It, it was a story in the thing that he had got a brain tumor and he became anti anti American. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Look, Mark, no, Mark, you, no. Mark Henry had a kid and it came out of a woman and it was a hand. So, like, yeah. knowing what you, you know, know about wrestling in America, that wouldn't be beyond the pale, would it? No, it wouldn't be. Not in the slightest. Okay, not fine. In the slightest. Anyway, I've got an update on your number plate, Pete, or at least the circumstances um, surrounding it from mm. Jack. So, for those who don't remember, last week, Pete reported that the number plate off his moped was stolen. Have you got it back? Nope. No, I haven't got it back. So, it's got still another one. Keep, keep an eye out for it. Do you want to give the number out? Keep an eye out for it. <laughs> um, you got another one, did you? Yeah, but I, with I, the same with the same registration and everything. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Fine. Um, so Jack says, "Hello, lads. I'm a police officer in Hertfordshire. Now, on the latest episode, Pete mentioned his number plate was stolen from his moped, but didn't really understand why, and said maybe it was to steal some petrol. In my experience, Pete's number plate will most definitely be used for criminal purposes. Having said that, though, Jack, you are a policeman, so you probably imagine everything." <laughs> um, was it Alan Partridge says? You hang around with criminals, you're going to get lied to. Um, <laughs> the likelihood, says Jack, is that whoever stole it will have put, on a, put it on a similar vehicle, such as a different moped. So if a police officer runs it through the police national computer, at first sight it will look legit as it will come back to a moped insured and owned by a Mr. Peter Donaldson. Oh, no. Mopeds also make great vehicles for criminals, as we are nearly... Um, as we are, we are rarely allowed to pursue them or use stingers on them as it is dangerous for the driver, so we have to just let them go. Pete's number plate will likely be used for such activities as drug dealing, theft, burglary, etc. So I do hope he has reported it to the police. Well, Jack, in a way, he talked about it on the show and you heard it, so he's reported it to you. So, <laughs> Can I have my crime number, please? If you've done the paperwork, that's on you, big boy. <laughs> that's on you, buddy Bo. <laughs> I did report it. Uh, reporting crimes online is very easy. Yeah. And they ask you questions like... Uh, are you? Um, is it still happening? <laughs> like, is it's the crime now. still happening? Yeah. Are you? Are you in danger? So I wouldn't be on the website <laughs> if I was yeah. in danger. Except cookies. <laughs> Auto fill. Yeah, there's someone yeah. standing over me with a gun. But it was. Uh, yeah, I reported it. But um, I, I, I kind of want to know. I, I want to get asked um, if I've been stealing petrol. What an exciting time my license plate is going to be. <laughs> my registration plate is going to be really having a lovely time. I remember I got my flat got burgled while I was in it. Uh, right, sleep. That's and, upsetting. Uh, yeah, it was weird. Yeah, um, and um, they assigned a de- detective to my case, and then what had turned out had happened was that the, the initial investigating police officers, when I reported it for the first time, came and um, rubbed their fingerprints and handprints all over the open window where the guy came in. Right. So there was no fingerprints, which basically I generally found on the entry point, exit point of a of a of a burglary, mm. and they completely fucked it up. And then the detective told me that so as a result, they almost certainly wouldn't be able to solve the crime. System works, mate. <laughs> so I was like, System. cheers. Cheers, mate. I actually, I actually did a lot more to come to a better like outcome than the police did mm. because I had no job at the time. So I, I just ended up walking around the area trying to see if I can get any of my stuff back because they stole about 60 CDs. Mm. Uh, mostly mine. Didn't sell any of my girlfriends at the time. <laughs> uh, so make of that what you will. Um, and I got quite a lot of them back. How did you get a lot of them back? Well, what Charity happened- shops. No, no, what had happened was we startled him, this geezer, and he must have been, I, th- I think he was probably some kind of drug addict who was kind of desperate and he saw a window open, but the window was barred. Mm. So there's no way, I mean, I don't, think, I don't think you'd have been able to fit through it. It'd be a really skinny guy. Me on heroin? Yeah, maybe, because yeah, mm, you've okay. got a small frame. Yes. So um, basically what he had done, the reason I think it was opportunistic is because he came in to the flat. It was on the first floor as well. So right. he climbed up on the extension came in, broad daylight, by the way. Mm. It was in the summer at about 6am. It was broad daylight. And he didn't have anything to carry stuff in. 
So right. he emptied a sleeping bag out of a sleeping bag holder. Clever. And put all this. Don't pick him up. What? <laughs> put all this and put those CDs, CDs and DVDs into this bag. Yeah. And legged it, right? Which is a desperate I mean, crime. I mean, if you yeah, yeah if you leave, I, feel, I felt sorry for the geek. If you if you're leaving with just CDs and DVDs, I mean, I, I sort of like. Anyway, he dropped a load of them. Right. So I was walking around the corner. Yeah. Uh, and I just saw a load of CDs. I just started right. picking them all up. And people were seeing me thinking I was just scavenging stuff. <laughs> but so I got about 20 of them back. Best CD that you picked back up? I can't remember. But what I do remember is that of all the DVDs, the only one he took was uh, he picked out from the collection Little Miss Sunshine. <laughs> he, he, he loves... Uh, he, Maybe, he, do you know what he probably thought? I'm going to sell these CDs. I'm going to hoover up a load of drugs. And I'm going to nod off to Little Miss Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Well, look, it's one of those look, things. It's just one of those things. Yeah, that's, what can you do? That'll... On that depressing note, shall we yeah. end the show? Are well, you going to ask me a question? Can you remember what it is? No, God, no. 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 Did, you, did you expect... What, what no, did I you didn't... expect out of that? Did you not hear how I asked the question? <laughs> <laughs> I had absolutely no expectation whatsoever. Uh, there, was a, there was a guy who actually got... who um, In New Jersey, uh, there was a guy who... Uh, a couple who came back to their house and they found out their home had been broken into. Uh, nothing was taken, though. Um, but the person who broke it in the house had just cleaned it, like cleaned the entire house. And this wasn't like a kind of That's person. A what person. a dig. <laughs> it really is. It's a guy called uh, Louis Angelino III, which is a wonderful name, yeah. uh, who cleans friends' houses away to make uh, extra money. He thought he was cleaning for his buddy Mark. When he arrived at the condo, he looked under the mat for a key, like Mark had told him to do, and there was a key. He then let himself in and went to work, making the place spotless. Once he finished, he even played with the cats while waiting for Mark to arrive back. And then Mark called. He goes, did you even come to the house there? Did you even clean? And he said, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for you in your living room. I'm playing with your cat. Don't goes, do that. Well, what I, just, do you... I, just, I think it's weird. What do you mean? It's creepy to do that. No, but he'd, they'd pay, he'd paid his friend to clean his house. Yeah. But he'd gone in the wrong house and oh, cleaned the okay. house. Right, okay. And this guy was like, I don't have a cat. <laughs> and this guy cleaned someone else's... Uh, yeah. Were they happy or not? They were, yeah. Tom and I laughed forever about it. He fixed it all up. I mean, details. He cleaned up after the cats, played with the cats, fed the cats, and he wiped everything spotless. He really is a cleaning fairy. That's incredible. Nice. Um, Making the world. That's a nice know. thing to do, but... Did you pay him? Yeah. Would prob- you have paid him? I would have. I yeah, I would have. Yeah. Yeah. I would have. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, you and I probably would have both made the exchange really awkward <laughs> without me. Uh, um, I'll tell you something quite funny. So I was working on a project uh, here with some people. I'm not going to name who they are because I don't want to embarrass them. One of them is quite well known. And during the time it happened, um, I had my phone stolen from Hyde, from Hyde Park. Remember I told you? Yeah. Or St. James's Park. I think, right. I think it was St. James's Park. And, that, and that's just reminding me of it because I had to get a crime number for, the, mm. for all that kind of stuff. Anyway, so it, it, it messed up my plans for a bit. So I had to re- readjust my plans. And I thought, oh, what I'll do is I'll call everyone. So I called one of the co-producers. I called the on-air talent and I called someone else. And... Um, <laughs> I went to explain the situation to all of them, and one of them, like their response to me being like, have my shit stolen, mm. was like, um, so you just refer to it as a robbery? It's actually just a theft. <laughs> it's only a robbery if there's some kind of physical uh, threat or kind of. Uh, oh, is that right? Yeah. Which was, to be fair, to be fair, very informative. And yeah. in retrospect, it's a great fact. <laughs> I didn't need it at the time, though. I just had my shit stolen and it completely fucked my life up. So, anyway, <laughs> there you go. If you want to know the difference between a robbery and a theft, if it's a robbery, as, as Jack, our emailer, I'm sure, will tell you, um, it's. Uh, it's but, but hang on, your, your phone was stolen because the, a lady came over, didn't it? And did the old. Um, Sneaky, yeah. sneaky. So yeah. That is a robbery. That, there was a apparently physical altercation. Not. Apparently, it's not. It's, it doesn't count as a robbery unless there's some kind of. But it wasn't really a physical altercation. She came physically towards you and nicked off well, with your phone. Okay. By 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 
essentially by the laws of the universe, every crime is technically physical. But it was right it? up in your grill. It was a physical, it took it off your person or in front of you at the very least. It was the most horrendous, stupid get thing. Get him on the phone. <laughs> to be, to be, get on the, on the show now. Yeah, she, I, I mean, she basically would look over there yeah. and I did and she took my phone. <laughs> And then she was gone, mate. Gone. 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 And I'm, I'm not as fast as I used to be. So that, that was the end of that. Anyway, on that bombshell, let's get out of it. We'll be back on Thursday with some more of this. We'll do some of your battery brands. We'll do some more of your emails as well. We'll find out how Pete's getting on with his neighbours as this burgeoning and blossoming mm. friendship um, really starts to, uh, to, 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 to get its claws into Pete's life. And we will look forward to talking to you soon. Say goodbye, uh, Peter. Goodbye. I almost called you Frank then. Frank. Did you hear that? I was to say goodbye, Frank. I wasn't even thinking of a Frank. My mum calls me Frank. Why? <laughs> she doesn't. Oh, okay. Right, uh, and it's goodbye <laughs> from me, Dave. See you later. See you there. Bye. The Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. 